This morning, I welcome into the studio Warren County Executive Jimmy Haley. Good morning, Mr. Haley. It's always a pleasure being here, so I'm thank so, you for having me. I'm glad you're here. I uh, haven't had the opportunity to have anyone on from Warren County. That's not uh, not purposeful. It's just kind of the way the programs went. We've been doing this about a year, but I'm glad you're here today. and uh, Good to see you, because I haven't seen you since before COVID-19 started and haven't seen many people really uh, just now getting out but it's uh, isolation leads to desolation so maybe yeah. at some point we'll go get back to life again that's but like right we said I don't know what normal is anymore I don't either and I think that's yet to be determined we're going to talk I, I, we're going to start off and talking about how the county has been the last three months um because I want my listeners to know about each county each county's been different each county's handled things differently uh you were very proactive on the beginning so i want to talk about that as well but i do want to mention how much i love coming to warren county i've had them as a county in my in my career probably for 13 out of 15 years and it's just beautiful uh i don't know how many people here get to go but mcmanville and warren county so it's a big county first of all beautiful it's known as the nursery capital of the world we'll talk a little bit about that later on but um a beautiful county and glad you're here so uh, as county executive it's your first term and we'll get into that too this is not your first run at public service but how has the last three months been for you and the county uh in warren county well i i can't say it's been easy it's been a challenge and uh you know, a lot of people still don't understand what the crisis is, and they didn't know how to react. And so I, I like to be a little bit more proactive than reactive in everything sure. I do and have plans together. And, you know, I've been thinking about this really since December, what we were going to do. And, and you know, I was with uh, the governor just the day before, and everything's good. Everything's going to be great. And then the president makes his speech on Wednesday, and all heck breaks loose. So yeah. uh, I already had, you know, some ideas in mind and really kind of a plan in place to, to react. But uh I put together uh, a preparedness team. We we met uh, that first week, put all of our plans together on what we were going to do. I had a, a, a county commission meeting that next Monday, so I declared a state of emergency and had them vote to authorize me to do emergency purchases or make decisions very quickly and to also uh, to make sure that if we had to lay off or furlough any employees, they would get their full pay and benefits. And then we would work together, which I did with my safety coordinator uh, and loss control specialist to put together a plan that would uh, actually accommodate the use of our buildings and access to the public. And so uh, it's not been easy. We've uh, we've had some hard times and some challenges. Sure. And then with the courthouse, Supreme Court Bivens put all these conditions and guidelines on the use of the courthouse. So it's been for virtually shut down as well. But through it all, we've uh, still continued all essential services. There, every deed's been recorded. Every car tag that's been requested has been renewed. We've done it all. Now, some counties completely shut down, didn't offer any services at all. But we tried to, to give as many services and provide the information. So I went on the radio. I've got a radio program I do on Mondays and just spread the word. And the, the radio station there at Peg Broadcasting was very good about disseminating information, sure. not only just for us, enclosures and those sort of things, but also for the entire community. And then I started doing a a live stream on Ben Lomond Television uh, there in McMinnville as well, and so I've had the I've had uh, the governor on, I've had uh, Commissioner Ezell on, so I've had uh, some pretty high end folks there to explain what the crisis is and uh, the executive orders and you know the Tennessee pledge and and all those things. So it's uh, it has been a challenge, uh, rewarding in a lot of ways because. Uh, not a single employee in the county has tested positive for, for the virus, and so we we shut down the uh, the sheriff's department, and we've tested everybody, and we have uh, rules and conditions of entering in our buildings, temperature checks, and all those sort of things, and we're on a limited uh, schedule right now in admin, and at the courthouse as well on Tuesday, Thursdays by appointments, and so everybody's screened and has to sign in, so in case we have to track somebody or notify somebody in case there is a situation, so. Uh, 
you know, we have officers stationed at both buildings. So it's it's been a little hard, and, you know, we've rotated out employees, uh, even in the essential offices, but uh, garbage has still got been picked up and right. everything's still been rolling. So uh, it, it has been hard, but... Um, like I said, I like to be more proactive than reactive, and so we were we were more ready than a lot of places. And, were. and you said December, and it's uh, funny it was going on, um, not really here so much then. But you know, we had our tornadoes here in March, and then of course President Trump came, and when he left here, he was going to Atlanta to CDC, the yes. CDC, and and he had that the, the reporters that were here in Kovel for him asked him about. COVID-19 and he didn't brush it off at all he just said well we're going to CDC we're going to find out some more right. stuff so even at March 3rd it really hasn't was not as I guess as big of course as big as it was now so it really come on but you were start, like you said start talking about it in December and that's good you got to be thinking when you became proactive and declared the state of emergency did, was there any response to you from the citizens were they thankful for that thankful you were trying to make the, the be ahead of it and get everything in place there was some structure because like you said some counties, I'm not being critical, and I know you're not either, didn't really do a whole lot on the beginning. And then when they did, it just, everything shut down. Yes. It's like a, the uh, everybody was like, these citizens were like, wait a minute, you just shut it down like that. We got stuff we got to do. Of course, the governor's executive orders allowed people to delay filing car right. tags or delay getting their real ID, you know, that that's that everybody's going to have was supposed to be by October. Now they've extended, I think, the another another year from October. But was did you have a little you know good response from the people in there and the officials and your counterparts? I mean, I think very much so. Of course, my preparedness team was everybody from EMS to the other elected officials and the other cities, municipalities, uh, sheriffs, everybody. And uh, you know, at that first meeting, we had almost thirty folks there to discuss what our plans were going to be. Uh, you know, of course, I reached out very quickly to Washington and, and reached out quickly to Nashville as well sure. to get input and where we need to go and what we need to be doing. And I found out pretty quick nobody was really very prepared, so right. we were kind of on our own. Right. And I just said that from the very beginning. Yeah. And that first radio show that I did when all this went down, um, you know, I just uh, you know reached out to the citizens and tried to explain to them what we were doing and the purpose behind it. And my first priority was you know the safety and security not only of employees but also all of our citizens. And I said, if I don't protect my employees, we can't. Offer sure. essential services. Right. All we need is a jail shut down yeah. or hospital shut down or something, then we've got chaos. Did Did your sheriff send inmates out of the jail back to the state, or did y'all maintain a, a steady inmate population? Uh, we we did a little bit of everything. Okay. We early furloughed some people that were going to be in and out. A lot of people who had medical conditions. Right. We furloughed they, that as well. So the population actually came down, and it was a benefit because we were able then to uh, to classify the inmates and uh, and actually get uh, full certification for the jail out of that. Oh, so good. it was uh, when uh, Sheriff and I both came to office on the same day, September 1st, 2018, mm-hmm. we inherited a, a horrible situation in our justice system. But I put together a task force and we put together plans. And, and so my jail administrator got administrator of the year. And so we worked with Bob Bass and TCI and have really introduced programs, GED. We, uh, we've completely turned the, the jail around now. And it's a, uh, it's actually something to be proud of. So, Bob Bass does a great job from TCI and working with the with counties. And you, I'm glad you mentioned the jail situation. Uh, y'all last year, I believe, put some more money into hiring corrections officers, we which did. was needed because of the inmate population and the way the uh, dynamics of the the jail was is setting. So that helped. It did, and plus uh, the jail had been neglected as far as maintenance and 
and the building is concerned. And so, uh, you know, we put several million dollars into renovating and upgrading and, and putting new locking systems and HVAC systems and, and all the repairs that have been put off and delayed. So uh, those 16 extra correctional officers really did help alleviate uh, a lot of situations. I mean, when we, uh, when the sheriff and I, we, we, can't, we were well over 100 inmates above what our jail was built for. So we had like 347 people built for jail built for 251. We had people sleeping in the floor. It was just uh, it was a horrible situation. But we started being, like I said, proactive and working on uh, alternative sentencing and worked with the judges and everything with my criminal task force uh, group and um, came with the DA and everybody and just we came up with plans and, and it worked. You said you mentioned safety coordinator. Yes. Um, and a lot of counties. They don't have anybody. That, you have an employee full time, or do you just have somebody designated? Contracted out. Contracted out. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, that's always good to have on your side. Um, commission meetings. Have y'all been electronically? We have been. I got Zoom at the very beginning. Zoom? Okay. So we uh, shut down building to uh, any kind of public meetings, even committee meetings were all Zoomed, and so uh, it's worked pretty flawlessly. I was going to ask you, and, I, and I'm not laughing because I've heard some horror stories on Zoom County Commission meetings. Has it went pretty smooth for It y'all? has pretty okay. smooth. There was a few situations <laughs> that uh, I got people said, did I just see what I saw? <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, you did. <laughs> yep. and, uh, you know, <laughs> That's why I was asking. From, you know, it, it, was a, it was a little bit of a challenge, but it was kind of fun and new. Uh, this month, we're actually going back to an in-person um, you know, meeting commission meeting, it'll be on the 29th of June, and so we're uh, we've been doing committee meetings now, um, but we've been social distancing. We have all the hand washing stations and sanitation stuff, but um, you know, it's it's budget time, so they were ready to get back to some in person sure. meetings. Sure. And I think some of the commissioners didn't particularly care for being on Zoom because they had to watch what they said and what they did and what they were wearing, right? And everything else. They forgot and, to hit the mute button. Yeah, yes, that was so, a big uh, one. It um, was, uh, but it it's been a you know it's been a learning curve, but I, I've enjoyed it because it really shows you what is essential, what has to be done, and how valuable our employees are. Sure. And, uh, my employees have been very thankful. Because, you know, we paid everybody, We even if they were furloughed working from home, which a lot of people did. <clears throat> and now, since we've kind of refigured the way that our offices and, and, and operations are, uh, a lot of the offices are now readapting their, their, their whole operation model within that office. So, right. uh, you know, they like taking appointments, so they're ready. And, sure. you know, when somebody calls ahead and tells them what they want, you know, somebody walks in, it's five minutes, they walk in off the street, yep. you, know, you have to drop everything you're doing, right. spend 30 or 40 minutes finding the documents or making the copies. So, right. uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's been, Y'all it's been a well. Yeah, but well. we, you know, but I, I like, like I said, I like having plans and, and being forward thinking sure. and, and, you know, there's some things we might could have done a little differently, but, you know, we're still, you know, we're still in a learning curve. We don't know where the virus is going to go or what's yeah. next. And so. I think a lot of counties have said, well, we've learned a lot. We could have done something differently. We'll know next time. So my guest today is Warren County Executive Jimmy Haley. This is Ben Rogers, and I'll be back in just a second. And I continue to visit with Jimmy Haley, the Warren County Executive. First time he's been here, and glad to have him here. Uh, already learned a lot about the way Warren County is handling the COVID nineteen pandemic, and they they were proactive. I remember getting a phone call early on and talking to talking to you as well, and some other people in the county about what to do. And y'all did great. Um, we got some good news yesterday, and and a lot of things related to COVID nineteen. The sales tax numbers for April came in yesterday or reported yesterday we're in june so that's how it works you know sales tax is collected by retail people in april they turn it over to the state in may may uh, the state compiles everything and releases the reports in june and some people get confused on that they think 
that this should be May's numbers. Well, no, May's numbers will come in next month as far as what we know what they are. Warren County is actually up 12% in sales tax collections. And by the way, I'm looking at this spreadsheet. I think there's only nine counties in the state that were down sales tax. Now, a couple of them were really big hits. Uh, Sevier County suffered uh, almost 60% down. Moore County, which is where Jack Daniels Distillery is, 40%. Davidson's down 22%. Blount County, 13%. Madison County, 10%. So some of your bigger, Moore County, small, but some of the bigger, more active counties are down. Warren County, as we said, up 12%, and that's good news. It is good news. We didn't know, and you and I had actually talked, and, and I talked to all my mayors and finance directors. We didn't know what to predict. We just said, be conservative. Don't expect um, to be status quo. Expect a decrease. Well, actually, April, which we thought would be the worst month, is up for a lot of counties. And do, do you? what do you attribute that to? I mean, you're, you're, you've been doing this for two years. Well, I was an econ teacher, too, for sure. many years as well, but uh, – one of the things that I also worked on very quickly, uh, when I knew that Washington was getting ready to release some money, I contacted Washington, uh, you know, Senator Blackburn and Alexander's office and Scott Desjardins office pretty quick. And I said, you know, how do we what's what's what, what do you suggest that we do quickly in order to get our name in the pot first? And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And so we worked very diligently with business. I have an economic recovery group. I suggested I had one and then. The governor did one as well that he put Commissioner Ezel in charge of. But uh, we worked very diligently with business and industry to try to make those applications and get that information out to employees that were laid off and furloughed. We were in that first wave that got the first big bunch of money. Right. And so we were in the top five counties, I think, getting that first wave of money. Sure. And, uh, you know, that that saved the local economy. Right. People got out and they spent it. Right. They went to Walmart. They went to Lowe's. It was packed house. Right. You wouldn't know there was a, yeah. a pandemic going on. But uh, but that, uh, you know, in a lot of uh, restaurants, it, it's amazing. A lot of restaurants became very resilient and rethought their business models. And so instead of having in-person, they were making deliveries and carryouts and, you know, and having stations out on the sidewalks to deliver goods. And so it was, uh, you know, everybody kind of worked together and cooperated and understood and um, but that that pot of money helped go a long way, and I think that uh, made up the losses. Uh, as far as you know, property taxes are concerned, you know, most of that's due in February, and we had great collections even up over last year. The percent of collection that we had done, sure, because the economy was good, people paid their taxes. Right. They paid them early. They paid them, and so uh, you know, all that has helped stabilize. Uh, really uh, the revenue flow for for the county. I'm still worried about gasoline taxes. Yeah. I don't know where those are going to go, what's going to happen with TDOT. We we just don't know. Of course, the General Assembly is meeting right now. I've been in constant contact with them, and I wish they had just focused on the budget in this reconvening of the of the session. Right. But, uh, you know, they've been bringing in all this other stuff, which I'd hope they'd just put to the side and focused on what was important because – you know, we are worried about, you know, what the state is going to do as far as revenue and finances are concerned. Of course, we're worried what uh, Washington's going to, to do as well. So uh, uh, we just don't know. Yeah. Got- and you mentioned two things there I want to comment on. The gas tax is they're saying 25 percent down to be expecting that. Uh, that's a big amount for our highway departments and our state road departments, TDOT, because they use that gas tax money to, to fix roads, fix roads, the interstate counties are using it to fix roads. That's down, you know, county commission. If it is down that much, county commissions may have a decision to make. I know the commission gives property tax money to the highway department in Warren County. It's not that case in every county. I have probably four or five counties that receive no local money 
to fund their highway department. It's all up to gas tax. But in Warren County, y'all give what, six, seven cents, I think, to the highway department, which helps them. But so that could be down. Something else you mentioned about them reconvening convening at the legislature. I think yesterday in Finance, Ways, and Means Committee, they addressed several things, and one of them was they're not they're they're going to allow counties to take that money the state was sending them. Now it's not been officially approved, I don't think, as of now. Not yet. But they're going to allow. It was supposed to be de- earmarked or designated for capital projects. Now they're going to say let's let the counties use it for any shortfall in revenue, which we know on sales taxes not a whole lot that's having that, but no. there are some not, nine of them. Well, that's good too. So they're giving you money. And capital projects is a big part of infrastructure it for is. your county. But there may be a need where you can take that money from the state and put it somewhere else where there's a shortfall through all this. So that's in the works. Um, I actually mentioned that on the show probably three or four weeks ago with another county mayor and said, you know, it'd be nice if they did that. And I don't know if they listened to my show. Probably not. But somebody called them and said, right. hey, let's consider moving this money uh, or la- allowing this money to be used for something other than capital projects and, instead of earmarking it. So well, I've been politicking for that, too. Sure. And even in Washington, I've got a conference call with Senator Blackburn on Monday, and uh, you know I'm trying to push that you know the, the next wave of money, if it comes from Washington, needs to be in block grants to the state, and that needs to be sent directly to local governments to basically cover any shortfalls or to help prop them up because we don't know what's coming next. And, um, you know, we just need to make sure that that money is earmarked in, to, in a proper direction. It's not misused or sure. mishandled or misappropriated in some way on some whim. But, uh, you know, um, you know, Washington knows our, our plot, and they work very well. Our delegation in Washington does with state government and Governor Lee. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's just are so many great unknowns out there. What's coming next? Is this going to resurge? Are we going right. to be shut down again at Christmas time? Uh, we just don't know, and uh, you know Washington can't be feeding us, you know, forever. Right. You know, we've got to learn how to be self-sustaining. Sure. And that's uh, that's one of the things that I've you know tried to work on. And in Warren County, is you know we know the day of throwing us fish is going to be over, and we've got to learn how to fish on our own. And well, and you mentioned communicating with not only your local officials, but state officials and state legislators and your senators and congressmen in Washington. Uh, some people may not realize county mayors slash executive, that's part of what they should be they should be doing. They should be communicating doing. and lobbying for the county. And some of them do. Some of them probably maybe a little bit more quiet. You're very active in that. I, I know am. that. Um your state who's your state senator? We we have on the state senator we Janice have Bowling. Bowling. Yeah. and your state rep for Warren County. Is, we have two because it's split. Right. So we have Brecken and Cheryl. That's so right. So your constant communication and of course Desjardins, your congressman, yes. um, and of course the, the whole state has two senators. But you've been constantly talking to them, and they keep you in the loop, and their office keeps you in the loop, and maybe what to expect, and that way you can communicate to your officials and your citizens. It, it is. And so I, it's you a, know, I have their cell phone numbers, so I text them when I need something, and uh, that includes the governor and. His chief of staff and Commissioner Ezel and the whole the whole crowd. So, uh, you know, we helped with the uh, the governor's economic recovery group as well. So we did a my chamber and and myself we put out a a poll of uh, chamber members in business what their needs were, what would help them get through this, what you know what the state could do to, and we sent all that to to the governor's office. We sent all that to Commissioner Ezel and Sammy Arnold. And they took it and looked at it and helped groom some of the policies that they enacted or whatever as part of these Tennessee pledge. And so we 
we wanted to be a part of that. We wanted to give input. We wanted them to realize what the needs of a small rural businesses were during these these trying times. Have you seen small businesses close through this? Uh, we've got some that have still closed that haven't reopened yet. Uh, we don't have any that I know of just now that have just completely shut their doors that's and say good. they're not going to reopen yet. Uh, you know, I'm sure that's probably going to come from from somebody, but in somewhere, and we'll just have to be prepared. But you know, in a free market economy, the strong survive and the weak perish. And so, uh, my chamber and myself, and we've been working with the the new small business uh, rural development group out of uh, Cumberland Development. We're trying to put together a kind of a refresh, reboot um, business. Um, training session that we're going to allow local businesses that want to rethink about marketing and refreshing and rebranding and how to do that. And so a lot of them have learned a lot from this and what needs to be done. Some never delivered sure. in restaurants and stuff or did, you know, front door pickups and all that. Many of them have gone almost entirely online to some of the small retail stuff and they've actually done better really by doing it that way, wow. which is amazing. That's I mean, good. Just to, let's think about it. So, yeah. uh, so it's a it's we just have to rethink. You know, there's going to be a lot more people working remotely, a lot more people working from home. We know that now, and so I think a lot of offices, a lot of businesses, a lot of retail restaurants, everybody have um, you know have thought about this and adapted, and many of them in a very positive way. You're not going to please everybody. You still got people griping and complaining. Right. When are we going to get back to normal? Right. When are you just going to open everything wide open again? Right. But you know our numbers keep going up in Tennessee they do. and in Warren County as well. We we kept our numbers low for a long time, and I think that's because we acted very quickly sure. and we didn't ignore the the signals out there. We right. stayed at zero for a long time. Right. And so you know, and then it started creeping up a little bit, and now we have thirty two and a couple. That's more. small though com- in comparison small. with some of the counties even around sure. us, like Coffee County or even here. Here, yeah. You know, and in Rutherford County, and um, so it's. Uh, I think we've tested close to nine thousand in Putnam County, and and so which tested a lot of people, but. Um, that's good numbers, and, I, and we'll close that segment on that. But that this is good information, uh, Mr. Haley. I appreciate it. we got two more segments. If you can stay with me for two more, we're going to talk a little bit about budget when we come back, and then we're going to get into kind of what makes Warren County what Warren County is and how great it is. So you're listening to Trending. This has been Rogers. Uh, my guest is Jimmy Haley from Warren County. We'll be back in just a second. I have Jimmy Haley, Warren County Executive, with me today, and, and first time that anyone from Warren County has been on the show, so I'm glad. Uh, it's, you know, waited too long probably, but situations have happened where i've had other people on and just glad to have you here and i want to have you back already and some other people but um closed out last segment talking about where the county is uh and and how you've handled COVID 19 and being proactive and and this we've talked about sales tax as well has the budget committee been meeting we have uh, been and of course sales tax was i know up in the air for y'all and what does sales tax other than schools what does sales tax fund in Warren County? Is it in the general fund? In the general fund. And so uh, it, it funds a lot. But, I mean, our, our basic, you know, real base is, of course, uh, property tax. Sure. And, uh, you know, sale tax tends to benefit the city more so than it does the county. Right. And uh, and so that's been a bone of contention for a while. Right. But, uh, but, you know, we just we, do, we persevere. So budget and finance has been meeting uh, actually in person now. So we've uh, – we're, we're past the Zoom, and uh, I'm keeping it just in case because we never know what's going to be next. And so we've been meeting pretty diligently. And, of course, I've been sharing with, with the Budget and Finance Committee information from the governor's office in Washington. So we're trying to keep budgets as flat as possible, uh, project you know zero growth in, in, 
in extra revenue. Um, and so we're, you know, plowing through it right now. And uh, we've still got a couple of budgets, even though they were, you know, due a little while. we still got a couple of budgets that are still out there being sure. being put together. And then uh, tonight we'll be uh, reviewing all the nonprofits. And so, of course, nonprofits have been amazing during this this crisis. They have stepped up and done so much. Right. Even our school system, they've been doing feeding programs. Our senior center has been doing feeding programs. A lot of our uh, youth agencies, like Kids the Community and our Hamilton Street Center, they've been feeding and nurturing kids because of of this, you know, shut down a school and not having resources. So, uh, you know, all of our agencies have been uh, been just amazing. So we'll be reviewing that tonight. Of course, you know, um, last year we had a property tax increase. That's the first one we'd had in right. a while. But it was earmarked specifically for for teacher raises, which had been a little below what we had needed sure. to do for years, and hiring the extra correctional officers and some uh, technology equipment for the school systems as well, laptops and and Chromebooks for the for the students for testing, and so. You know that was that's what it was earmarked for, and it's been uh, quite successful. I don't see any any reason to do a property tax increase uh, now, but uh, you know our our finances have have stabilized, and um, you know collections have been up. So, like I, I mentioned, um, you know the gasoline tax is the thing that we're worried about, and you know I can't have to worry about my road department and projects that are on the on the plans for TDOT right now for Warren County and whether those are going to be delayed or right. whether the money's going to come through or not. So, uh, so you know. you, and you mentioned last year that the property tax increase helped teacher raises. And, of course, you were a teacher for how long? Uh, 41 years. So it took you getting out of the teaching business to get a, to get get a, a raise. raise. <laughs> well, at least you helped your, your, your former peers out. Um, and I want to talk about that. 41 years as, a, as an educator. Yes. Uh, at the high school? At the high school. At the high school. And there's only one high school in Warren County. And it was the the biggest – when it was built, it was the biggest one in the state. Is it that correct? It was for 2,000 students. Yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a big deal at the time. And it's still a beautiful high school, pretty good shape, I'm assuming. It is. It, We've about outgrown it, though. Yeah. But, you know, we don't know now with uh, everything being online and, it, you know, the, the programs that – you know, we're hopefully going to be back to school in person again in the fall, but we have to have all these multiple plans. We got a new uh, director of schools, so you Mr. Do. Cox uh, retired, yep. and uh, so now we have Grant Swallows. We mm-hmm. stole him from Cookville, right. so uh, yeah. basically, or Sparta, Sparta, but, and uh, he's got Cookville connections too. Yeah, and, uh, he does. And so we're uh, we're glad to have him. I think he's going to be a great team player, and um, and their budget or whatever looks looks good so far, and. We're just adapting. My wife is director of technology, so all the things about all this online learning modules has been dumped on her. It's she's, been a stressful situation she's been for busy. her as well. I'm so, sure uh, she's putting together plans with the other yes. administration too. So, and, um, uh, you t- of course, you're a teacher or educator, and you was also city mayor. I was for how and, long? And a city alderman as well. Six years as city mayor, and so I became alderman in 2002, and. Uh, and then transitioned over to city mayor, and then resigned that position to take the county executive's job. So, so. being a public servant is not something that didn't happen September 2018. You'd been doing that for years. And of course, being an educator is the ultimate, uh, other than being in the military, being a military and an educator to me is the ultimate public service you can do. So you're no stranger to that. And I think it probably helped you for this pandemic to pre- pre- prepare you for that uh, and get your mindset going. And, and so what, I got to ask you, what do you like better, city mayor or county county executive? They have both their pluses and minuses. You know, with the city mayor, uh, 
you know, we have a city administrator who did a whole lot, but they're, you know, for several years I was acting city administrator and mayor at the same time. Wow. So I was running the entire city's operations on, and I was still teaching school full time, <clears throat> plus in charge of all these nonprofits that I'm, I'm, you know, kind of engaged with as well. And so it was, uh, it was, it was not easy. It was a stressful situation, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, I like plans and strategies and, you know, when I became uh, – as an alderman, that prepared me, and I saw, saw some of the weaknesses, but I also saw opportunity because to me, you know, a crisis or a downturn or something else, you know, oftentimes gives a lot of opportunity to rethink what you're doing and get a better plan together. Right. So uh, <clears throat> so I got to present at the governor's conference uh, this last year and uh, explained how we basically turned, you know, McMinnville and Warren County around by, by having plans and putting together teams and – thinking about different strategies and tourism and, and basically diversifying our local economy and, you know, cashing in on our natural resources that we've got. we got, you know, four rivers that basically converge at Rock Island, you know, right. got the largest meditation center in the Western Hemisphere. We host a huge muskie tournament as well. So, And we are the nursery capital world, so people, we have the Nursery Research Center and, uh, you know, people from all over the, the country uh, buy from us. We still have great suppliers. And so, uh, you know, we've uh, we've been in the nursery industry since before the, the Civil War, and it was mostly to raise apple and peach trees for the brandy industry. Because one time, right. Warren County was one of the biggest apple and peach brandy distillery locations anywhere in the, in the country. And so, uh, unfortunately, there are no, you know, apple and brandy distilleries in, in the state of Tennessee anymore. But... Uh, that uh, you know, growing those apple trees and fruit trees was was a big deal. And then uh, after the Civil War, the Boyds uh, kind of revamped and looked at it in a bigger picture and introduced modern nursery production. And since then, you know, thousands of nurseries, some of them have come and gone, but uh, the uh, the uh, the industry, uh, the nursery industry, is still one of the biggest industries that we have in our county. Well, and I want to. So I ask this to everybody from Warren County: Why? What makes nursery business so prominent there in warren county and they'll say the soul well what's so different about your soul than the soul here in putnam county well we're kind of surrounded by mountains so we're down in this little we have all these the, these rivers and and some of the creeks are bigger than some communities rivers sure because we have you know multiple big creeks that that run through the county and feed its tributaries to the rivers and so i just think it's a combination of just the 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 soil which is you know I guess washed down from the mountainsides, sure. plus the, you know, the the moisture and the rainfall and the temperatures, have all just kind of contributed to uh, to a really good, uh, you know, method of growing trees and, and bushes and you know some of the earliest propagation of some of the popular trees, Bradford pears and dogwoods were actually originated in. In Warren County, that's as good a, information. As, I, a, as stock for uh, for the nursery industry, I, I didn't know that. And and one the, another question I ask is how many of the nurseries? Well, first, how many nurseries are there? Do you roughly I don't, know? I, I don't know if we even know that. I have right a clue. Now. Yeah, so I, somewhere so <laughs> somewhere I think around six to eight hundred. Wow, we used to have more than that, but uh, the Great gracious. Recession, Great Recession wiped out a lot. But you know, it once again, it's it's it's. Free market capitalism, strong surviving the wheat parish. The ones that got weeded out were, you know, probably weak to begin with. Sure. And so the recession just kind of, you know, final nail in the coffin. And, but it allowed the other nurseries to rethink what they were doing, and they came out stronger and more resilient than ever. And, you know, even during this pandemic, they've been shipping stuff like crazy. They've been working around the clock as an essential service. So, uh, 
You know, it's uh, it's not been, you know, the, the virus has not been that detrimental to, to the nursery industry in, in Warren County. They've been shipping and, and doing and having the nursery research center there is, you know, it's been a plus from TSU. So they, you know, experiment on bugs and, and all kinds of things that attack plants. Right. And so uh, the research there has been important and the uh, center of bowling and, and our members of the General Assembly helped get us some additional funding for that center. So it's been a it's been a godsend as well. So it's uh, something that we're proud of. That's good information. And I asked this too, how many of the um, nurseries are ones you can just walk in and buy stuff? And the response I get is, well, most of them are commercial nurseries where they're shipping to big they companies. And, they're and wholesale. They're not they're wholesale. Yeah, they're wholesale. They don't have sales yards. Yeah. Now, you know, some of them, if you drive up, want to buy something, they'll do it. But, you know, just basically having a sales yard with that, there's a few that still do it. We have several greenhouses that are – that specialize in that as well. But, uh, you know, if you know somebody in the nursery and you want something, just call them up. And they said, well, you know, I'd rather just give it to you sometimes than, sure. than sell it to you. But, uh, you know, when people drive in from other places, they expect, you know, nursery and sales yards everywhere. And we've got several of those anyway. And uh, You've got enough to keep, keep local people happy. Yes, and, and out-of-town people right. happy as well. So, Well, my wife uh, and I went down there a couple times and, and, and found a couple that will let you walk in. So it's uh, it's been a while, but we like it. Jimmy Haley, the Warren County Executive, not Mayor, Warren County Executive is with me today, and we got one more segment. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. I'm with Jimmy Haley, the Warren County Executive Director. I've really enjoyed learning more about Warren County. I thought I knew a lot, but you've enlightened me, especially about the nursery side of things. 600 to 800 nurseries, that's that's amazing for one county. But you mentioned something last segment about what, you know, you're talking about what brings people to Warren County. Obviously, uh, the nursery business has helped. You said you are the uh, have a big meditation center we in do. Warren County? We do up on Harrison Ferry Mountain, issue the Institute of Inner Sciences. So okay. uh, we have people from all across the world. The Kennedys have been there. Ariana Huffington, Ozzy Osbourne shot a segment up there as well for his, his show. So we have uh, people who uh, fly into our local airport or in Nashville and Income, so they have uh, they have rooms that you can rent. They do uh, um, meditation sessions. It uh, it's it's really um, it's really an anomaly, but they picked Warren County because of its beauty and the quality of air and sure. the mountains and the pristine beauty of the rivers and streams that are there. And uh, it's really they're they're building houses and stuff. So they've got a, a housing community that's being developed there. So it's a uh, Thousands of acres that are devoted to that. You can go up. They've got hiking trails down to some of the waterfalls and bluffs. It's an amazing view of uh, of our whole community up there on the side of the mountain. But uh, how uh, long they've been there? Uh, with the big dome and all the buildings, that's mostly been in the last ten years. They've been there longer wow. than that. Uh, to get everything uh, started and laid out, but uh, now have you been to meditate? Oh, I do. I I go there frequently. They, Good. Okay. They host International Peace Day, and that's where Kennedys and Ariana Huffington, all these people have come to do uh, to do speeches or to to introduce uh, the concept of world peace and and working in in harmony with one another. So, Saguru so is one of the considered one of the most influential men in the world, and so the headquarters is in India. And they could have built this meditation center anywhere in the Western Hemisphere. And they chose Warren County, McMinnville, Tennessee, to build this. They said it was a special place. They knew it the first time they walked the land. And so uh, if you're going up uh, Highway 8 and you see the, the big gates to, to Isha. I know what you're uh, talking about now. And so uh, you, okay. can, you, know, you can go in. You can, like I said, hike. You can take 
some of the classes. They have a lot of free weekends as well. But um, it is an amazing place. And in diversifying our economy, you know, that uh, tourism plays a, a huge role in that. Um, of course, uh, education plays a big role as well. So we have the Megatronics program, and now we have the TSU partnering with our Megatronics program and robotics center. The, we had a drive to 55 grant from the governor. They got $5.5 million to build a robotics center. So right. we're trying to expand that uh, as well. So, uh, you know, we, you know, in, in planning out what we were doing uh, years ago, we wanted it to, to be uniquely us. Right. And so we rebranded and refreshed ourselves and, and took a little bit more proactive in promoting who we are and come stay a day, a, a weekend or a, a lifetime with us. And, uh, you know, it's it's played out. So we have, you know, all the rivers and people are building cottages on the river and up on the mountain. And, and now with Isha doing the community uh, building as well for housing, uh, people are building homes there. And so some of them are living there permanently or just using them for weekend homes. So nice. uh, it's uh, and those people come and they spend money. So I love tourist dollars. There you go. I, do. I love them. And we can't go without mentioning um, the industry presence y'all have in Warren County with Bridgestone. I mean, that's obviously, I guess, the biggest one. And Eurozoo. Eurozoo, too. Yeah. I so mean, they're all tier suppliers, of course, the automobile industry. And I've been really concerned. And I shared this with Washington and in, in Nashville as well that, you know, that we are the number one automotive state. And most of my, you know, best paying jobs and industry jobs are tier suppliers too, and three tier suppliers of the automobile industry. And with the automobile industry shut down, and then borders shut down between Mexico and Canada that supply parts, right. you know, and then you've got all these things going on with uh, international trade. You know, a lot of the focus has been on, uh, you know, rural business and you know, small business and and all this. But you know, international business is huge for uh, for Tennessee, and it's it's huge for our big employers as well. So mm-hmm. there's been some concerns, but I've shared those also with Washington and Nashville. So hopefully the automobile industry will get back in, in, in the groove again and we'll uh we'll be um churning out cars. Well y'all have a, y'all do a great job with the industry side of things. I, I've actually told other counties to to follow the model Warren County has. And I remember years ago um y'all had so many jobs but didn't have enough people to fill, fill them. them. Because a drug test, you, yeah. you know, they somebody would go apply, they'd fail the drug test, and we all know the 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 tragedy we have here in the Upper Cumberland with you know methamphetamines and and opioids, and, and people are, are not being employed because they can't pass a drug test. And I remember that problem in Warren County. Is it better now? Or? It's better now. Um, you know, we've got you know several programs in place, and our drug recovery program that works with the court system. You know, they have like 125. Folks, and so we. One of the things is getting them jobs, and industry's really been good about hiring these folks because you know they have to take responsibility sure. for, for recovery. They have to have job. They have to dissociate themselves from the group of people who got them in trouble. They have to do counseling. You know, they have to do drug tests every week, right. and so they stay on top of them. and And it's a very successful, uh, successful program. They recidivism is very low in that program. They, that's, they, that's good. They turn their lives around and it changes them forever. And that's so good. Every person we save is a, another employee. I'm a big believer in workforce development, right. job creation, and our CTE programs at the high schools expanding and our partnerships with Motlow and uh, our TCAT and TSU. It's just been phenomenal. We just got an, another million-dollar grant to help do job training programs in cooperation with TCAT in the high school through CTE and and it's um it's going to be amazing. I'm working with TCAT now uh, to do programs at the jail for workforce development. So virtual welding programs getting ready to start. I did some grants for that along with um, Snap-on Tools. So we'll be doing certification wow. uh, there as well. So we're working on uh, 
a lot to get people back. If you've got a job, you know, it gives you a little bit of hope. You've got right. somebody, you know, patting you on the back and saying, you know, we're, we're investing in you so you don't uh, become a part of a, you know, recidivism rate that just recycles you and the next generation over and over through our jail system. So uh, we're, we've, you know, I've shared a lot of that with, you know, with the governor and his criminal task force as well. But, uh, you know, we we like, we like, like I said, being proactive and putting plans in place. And that's how we've turned things around and will continue to turn things around in Warren County. That's good. I, and I want to mention, too, you came in in, in eight, September of 18, freshly elected uh, county executive, and um, you automatically – the tradition in Warren County with 24 county commissioners, and that's the same we have in Putnam. And, you know, I've said before it's, it's probably too many to get something done. You know, it, there's a lot – 13 votes to, to pass More something. Is yeah, exactly. So um, – and, and I've, not, I've been very vocal about that, and I told him I'd gladly give up my seat on the commission if we reduce it. But um, 24 commissioners, history has said that – the newly county exec- elected county or county executive serves as chair. You served as chair of the commission for one year. This year, you've not served as chair, and we kind of joked off air. But how's that been for you? It's actually been great. Yeah, I can sit back now and not have to worry about com- com- commission meetings and who's going to do what. And so, uh, you know, we're. I like to sit back now and just watch the watch the arena. So and, and you have more time amazing. to do other things, other things, you now. know, instead of worrying about. And of course, Mary Porter and I are, are talk a lot in Putnam County, and we we discuss a lot. He's he's like you know now you see it, but he's like who would what county mayor would want to be a chair? I mean, why would they want to do that? And I'm like, well, sometimes it's tradition, it you was know, tradition. and and sometimes it's expected that way. He's like. That gives me so much more time to do other things for the county instead of trying to figure out agendas all the time or running the meeting and all that. And, of course, he has a big part. His office has a big part in the agenda, as yours does, too. But, it's, but right. it's the responsibility and you not having to run the meeting and keeping up with stuff. And, I, I mean, I just I had to ask you because I hadn't really got to talk to you about it. But. So, uh, it, it, it's been a new learning curve, I think, being chairman that first year allowed us to make a lot of the progress that we did. Sure. So we, we did a lot. We, you know. We went to electronic dockets. We did a whole lot of things or whatever that really streamlined and saved money and was more efficient. So I don't like paper. I like, you know, trying to not be overwhelmed with stacks and stacks of copies of things. So we've uh, we've done that. We adopted Granicus, the same program the state uses to manage all of our, our uh, programs and all of our meetings and agendas as well. And then they're cloud-based stored, and we can send them out, and it's posted any 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 resident it's on our we we got a new website too that was one of the first things they did as well so we that's good we did all these things so what, we're websites are so key for counties because these you know people coming in or either industries coming in they're looking at that stuff they are and so you've revamped that and since it's, you've it's, been in. You know, it's very transparent as well so everything we've got is on there everything we do and they have links to all the other with the cities and with the chamber and all this so we you know and then you, through granicus you know if any citizen wants to sign up they get automatic reminders of when meetings are and what's on the agendas and all that as well so it's been it's amazing so uh but uh you know i just feel like that's efficient but it's also transparent i feel sure. like and zoom has been very transparent so people have actually <laughs> watched and they miss not having zoom because they say it's that you know we learned a lot yeah we learned a lot yeah that that's great uh mr Haley, thank you so much for being here I, I definitely want you to come back in a few months update us on how the county's doing hopefully COVID 19 is kind of in the, in the rear view we don't know we don't know where it's going but hopefully it's in the rear view by then but uh, i want you to come back again uh, well, i enjoy working with you and ctas so thank you've you been valuable resource to, to warren county particularly in these first couple of years of i appreciate that this new transition so we appreciate you and 
Charlie Curtis and all the people that's lend us a hand yeah. in order to get us through, through some hard spots. So, uh, well, y'all do a great job. I, I'm, I'm proud of the county. I'm proud of what y'all are doing there. I, I say that. I mean, I tell other counties that too. Y'all doing a great job. Just keep it up. You, know, you, you got high energy. You focus it on the, I've been around you. I can't keep up with you sometimes <laughs> if I'm around you, but high energy. You do a great job. Your whole staff does and, uh, appreciate you folks. I hope you enjoyed today's, uh, trending episode. Just a reminder. Uh, be kind. Uh, I'm going to remind you every week I can be kind to one another. It's the only th- way we're going to get through everything that's going on. Uh, respect each other. Be kind to one another. Help each other out, and uh, we'll get along. We'll get through this. So I hope Amen. you have a good weekend. Thank you, Gamers Charlie. We'll Thank see you. Thank you. One of my little Haleyisms, and keep it clean. That's there. You go. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you next week, folks.